PenPod, internal medicine podcasts from the Hospital of the University of Pennsylvania. In this PenPod, we will discuss the diagnosis and management of renal tubular acidosis, abbreviated RTA. I'd like to thank Dr. John Hogan for his guidance and feedback on this PenPod. The goals of this podcast are as follows. First, we will review the physiology pertaining to renal regulation of acid and base. Second, we will discuss how to diagnose RTA. And finally, we will discuss the management of RTA. Renal tubular acidosis is a condition in which the kidneys cause a metabolic acidosis through either the accumulation of protons or the loss of base. Another way of saying this that ties into the underlying pathophysiology is that the kidneys are failing to excrete acid in the form of protons or ammonium, or they are failing to reabsorb base in the form of bicarbonate. In a normal physiologic state, the primary mechanism for renal acid excretion is through the generation of ammonia in the proximal tubules, which is then excreted as ammonium chloride. In addition to ammonia genesis, the kidneys regulate our body's acid-base status through the secretion of protons in the distal tubules and the reabsorption of filtered bicarbonate in the proximal tubules. An easy way to remember where in the kidneys each mechanism occurs is that the majority of reabsorption, including sodium, glucose, and other solutes, occurs in the proximal tubule, and the majority of the kidney secretion occurs in the distal tubules. Similarly, a proximal RTA, which is also referred to as a type 2 RTA, is due to the inability to reabsorb bicarbonate in the proximal tubules. A distal RTA, which is also referred to as a type 1 RTA, is due to the inability to secrete protons in the distal tubules. A type 4 or hypoaldosteronism-mediated RTA is due to decreased ammoniogenesis, which is triggered by the hyperkalemia that results from hypoaldosteronism. When someone has an acidosis attributed to acute or chronic kidney injury, the primary cause of metabolic acidosis is through the loss of ammoniogenesis. This loss of ammoniogenesis and subsequent metabolic acidosis can occur with kidney injury with both a normal or elevated anion gap. This is in contrast to metabolic acidosis attributed to RTA, where there should be normal or near-normal kidney function. In addition, before a diagnosis of RTA can be made, extra-renal causes of metabolic acidosis should be excluded. An overview of how to evaluate an acid-base disorder is covered in a separate pen pod. For this review, we will assume that you know how to distinguish a metabolic from a respiratory acidosis and how to calculate a serum anion gap. Once we have identified that a patient has a normal anion gap, metabolic acidosis, the next step is to distinguish renal from extra-renal causes of metabolic acidosis. Most extra-renal causes of normal anion gap metabolic acidosis occur through the loss of bicarbonate. The simplest way to determine an extra-renal cause is through clinical context, such as assessing whether or not your patient is having profuse diarrhea. In the absence of these clinical clues, the goal is to determine whether or not the kidneys are appropriately excreting acids in the setting of acidemia. Since renal excretion of ammonium accounts for the majority of renal acid excretion, identifying decreased urinary ammonium would indicate 
a renal cause of hyperchloremic metabolic acidosis. Most labs, including our own, do not directly measure urinary ammonia. To approximate urinary ammonium excretion, two surrogate tests that we can use are the urine anion gap and the urine osmolar gap. The formulas for both of these calculations are easily referenced online. In general, we do not recommend the use of the urine anion gap to estimate urinary ammonium excretion since at best it only provides a rough estimate. Furthermore, in the presence of unmeasured urinary anions such as urine ketoanions, the urine anion gap is uninterpretable in the context of determining urinary ammonium excretion. The preferred test is therefore the urine osmolar gap. This is because the urine osmol gap is composed primarily of ammonium salts. A urine osmol gap of less than 100 signifies abnormal ammonium excretion and should raise your suspicion for an RTA. Once we have identified that a patient has an RTA, management can be simplified into addressing the cause of their RTA and if their acidosis is severe, giving supplemental bicarbonate. Since the majority of you will be managing new onset RTA that occurs in the inpatient setting, the major causes that you should be thinking of are drugs, autoimmune processes, and myeloma or other immunoglobulin deposition diseases. The list of drugs and autoimmune processes that can cause an RTA is exhaustive. To help narrow your differential, the first division should be to determine whether or not the RTA is due to a process driven by hypoaldosteronism. A patient with a hypoaldosteronism-mediated or type 4 RTA will typically have hyperkalemia with a normal anion gap metabolic acidosis. Aldosterone is an important regulator of potassium secretion and in an aldosterone-deficient state, hyperkalemia results. Hyperkalemia causes decreased ammoniogenesis in the proximal tubules, which leads to the acidosis. Common causes of hypoaldosteronism-mediated RTA include poorly controlled diabetes and drugs such as heparin, angiotensin receptor blockers, ACE inhibitors, and tacrolimus. If your patient does not have a hypoaldosteronism-mediated RTA, it is not particularly important to differentiate between a proximal versus distal RTA since your management will largely be the same. Proximal RTA often requires higher doses of bicarbonate repletion since the underlying pathophysiology is loss of filtered bicarbonate. To summarize, when faced with a patient who you suspect of having an RTA, the diagnostic and management steps are as follows. First, determine that the patient has a normal anion gap metabolic acidosis. Second, exclude acute or chronic kidney injury and extra-renal causes of metabolic acidosis. Third, if you are unable to determine from clinical context whether extra-renal causes may be present, consider measuring the urine osmolar gap as a surrogate for urinary ammonium excretion. Fourth, determine whether or not your patient has a hyperkalemic RTA, which should raise suspicion for hypoaldosteronism-mediated RTA although there are some cases of distal RTA with hyperkalemia due to the loss of both proton and potassium secretion. Lastly, 
identifying the underlying cause and giving supplemental bicarbonate until the underlying cause has been addressed. Thank you for listening.